and welcome to a very special sports bet podcast. I'm Mick Wall, joined by AFL and NRL royalty and Joel Kane and Nathan Brown. This is a podcast dedicated to Code War and one in particular between Hall and Gallon. This is about boxing. Usually with boxing, you link it to such names as Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, more recently, Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao, and of course, Floyd Mayweather. But this is very, very different. We've got two ex-AFL and NRL athletes here in Paul Gallen and Barry Hall. Gentlemen, what are we getting ourselves into here? How are you and what is going to happen in this fight? Well, I reckon it's exciting, isn't it? Oregon right. is great. The NRL versus the AFL. Obviously, down here in Melbourne, we don't really give a stuff about NRL. <laughs> and the same up in the northern states. You don't really give a stuff about AFL. And the two probably biggest, baddest blokes are coming together. Uh, big Bad Barry, he looks fit um, up against your man, Paul Gallen. And, and it's, it's, it's split at the moment because you NRL people think that this, this is going to be a whitewash. You are so confident in Paul Gallen. Gallon winning this fight that uh, it's almost chips in. Well, we're already looking at uh, Sonny Bill Williams for the next fight. He's an absolute moral. But you know what I love about this, boys? And uh, we're middle-aged men, you know. We're not the fittest in the world. What about when it comes fight time? You're at the regular pub, right? Uh, People have got a skin full. They've never been in a boxing ring their whole life. They've never had a fight their whole life. But they're all bloody experts, aren't they? Yes. How good is that? Why is he doing that? Why is Hall not doing that? Now's yeah. the time to launch. And we've just come out of expert season, just finished spring racing, Shug, so it's perfect timing for experts. Now, speaking of experts, Brownie, you actually fancy yourself. Now, we talk about this, but Brownie has a little bit of experience with boxing. Well, we used to do a lot of boxing at the footy club, obviously, and you go up against some bigger guys. But uh, as of recent, the last couple of years, I've been doing some sparring with um, with a couple of guys that I know. One of them's James Brayshaw. Oh, the heavyweights. <laughs> oh. So old, old spaghetti arms brace sure. Uh, we go really hard down at Elwood Park. I'm we sure do a forty-five do. minute session each uh, each Friday morning, and it's a really good workout. Hey. Now I feel like I'm well versed in boxing after those two years. Two, it, it, two minute rounds, the AFL way. The old two minute noodle rounds, yeah. hey. How's that in, in, in the park? Usually, I think it's called boxer size, Brandy. That's all right. Like those boot uh, yeah, we do a little bit of jumping, a little bit of skipping as well. Oh, yeah. blanks. What about you, Shug? Any experience? Look, I've got to be honest with you. Like, boxing's never been my forte. I remember remember the great John Hopawati? Yeah, so he yeah, went yeah. into the boxing the old, ring. Uh, yeah. well, the old finger up the pooper. The, the Mount Meninga, right? <laughs> up the uh, Shaminda Vass. <laughs> well, you know how that actually started. We were at training back in, I think it was 2001, start of the year. And we're doing this play the ball drill. And this is not going to be great for those listening on the audio version of the podcast. But you'd have to get in this position to play the ball. And I'm playing against Hopawati. Yeah. And at training, and he's went whooshka straight up the Shaminda, right? <laughs> and the coach actually laughed, Terry Lamb at the time. And so then he started doing it in games, John Hopawani. People don't know this, but it started from a training session. And he did that prolifically for about eight weeks before he got caught with the golden finger. Mm. But that's exactly how it started. Nothing so that was funny Hopper. about that sort of stuff, is it? No, no, <laughs> not if you're the recipient, I can tell you that much. I also play with, uh, remember the pleasure machine, uh, Herbo, uh, Solomon Avano? Yeah. He, he was in a game one day against... Uh, he was playing for Manly against the Tigers. One, at the time, one of the most revered fighters was a bloke called Dan Staines. And he's taken on this young Solomon Hamono in a scrum, right? And he thought, I'm going to level him up. So the referee catches sight of this. Dan Stain goes, whack. And Solomon Hamono, this youngster firebrand, has gone, whack, 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 whack. Knocks out Dan Staines. Dan Staines, ruled by the referee gets sin-binned for 10 minutes. He was the first player in rugby league who had to get it stretched off for being sin-binned in the bin. But I'll tell you this other time. I'm, me personally, I'm taking on the Warriors and there's this bloke called Clinton Torpy, right? Now, 
I used to say I was about five foot ten. Did you guys used to fudge the figures in the AFL? Would yeah, you? apparently I'm five eight. I always just put it extra. I used to do 183 centimeters. Right. I was actually 182. Uh, yeah, you've got yeah. to just smudge a little bit. So I was actually five foot nine, five foot ten. I'm taking on the Warriors, and this guy who could actually fight as a kid, a bloke called Clinton Torpy, big yep. centre, about six foot two. We're in this bit of a verbal barrage throughout the game, and it's going on and on and on. And he clips me, to which point. Referee Mogsen Jadwat, famous referee at the time, bit of a character, he actually calls me out. And he says, mate, you're this close to getting sinbin. I said, mate, have you not seen that? I said, that's him doing that. He's antagonising me. He should be the one getting sinbin. He said, no, I'm about to sinbin you for your own safety. He's going to kill you that way. <laughs> <laughs> so he almost sent me off. I remember once we had a brawl. Uh, I remember a guy called Heath Black, um, left yeah, foot, uh, free yeah. man of play for St yeah, Kilda. Yep. As well, but uh, we've got a guy called Ryan Hargrave, number 25, played at the Bulldogs, and he had blonde-tipped hair, and I had the blonde hair at one stage, and, and a Malay formed. It was about on centre wing at Eddie Had Stadium. I think it was a Telstra Dome back then, and, and Hargy's just given this beautiful right hook, just knocked out Heath Black. Just a, on, It was a bit of a glass jaw type thing, knocked him out, went to the ground. He was out for probably two or three seconds, got up, and the first person he saw was me. And now we've got similar hairstyles, oh, blonde no. hair. He's come over throwing punches at me and I'm like blocking him going, what are you doing, man? I said it was Hargrave. And he goes, and he apologised. He goes, oh, sorry. And then ran straight over to Hargrave's and then, yeah. So what, we've, what I've got here, some great stories, boys, but neither of you really have too much experience inside nah, the ring. Absolutely so what none. we will rely on here, and we're going we're gonna to dissect this fight, is we're going to rely on more of your experiences with these guys and how you think they can get the most out of them. Look, we, we, we know this. We're not the best panel to put together an analytical boxing podcast. No. This is more about the guys because you both played with them. You both you, you know about them better than most. So um, let's have a look now at the odds on this. So Barry Hall, $2.14 underdog. Gal, $1.65 favourite. $1.65, Shook. I'll be right back. Just uh, You think this is the bet of the century, <laughs> don't you? Just, just, just put as much as you can on $1.65, please. <laughs> so $1.65. Now, look, interestingly here, what's happened here, the weight of money is probably not a surprise given the market. Now, it's it's slightly more to haul, which I was a little surprised. It's, it's, it's 52.48%. Jeez, he looks so fit, Barry. He does. Big does, bad Barry. He looks very fit. Mate, at the end of the day, you've got to look here and you go, okay, that's fine. He looks fit. Now, there's three three bets on Hall to everyone on Gal, probably because he's the underdog, but the weight of money's pretty even. Let's look at this realistically, though, Nathan. Barry Hall's come off the couch, and he even said that in his press He's mm. come off the couch to take yeah. this fight. Well done, mate. Yeah. yeah. You, you're good on you. That's, I don't know if I'd be... It's I don't think that's intimidating. cheesels and big M's. He said it, mate. He's fit. Gal retired... Less than two months ago. Yeah. And you know what happens when you retire? You sit back for a couple of months and you go, how good's this? I don't have to do anything because I've been a professional athlete for 17 years. All of a sudden you relax. Yep, I'm going to have that palm. I'm going to have the extra chips. And I'm going to have the bowl of ice cream as well. Then I'm going to wash it down with a couple of... What do you idiots drink up there? Like, like, like 4X type beers or something like that. I don't know what you drink up there. Tui's new or something. But you start to relax a bit. You get a bit of a soft underbelly. I'm not saying he's soft. But the other thing I worry about, Shug, is the neck. Now, we have long, elongated necks where we can swivel. The necks in the rugby league players, they don't move that much. So it's a not a moving target. So Barry's got a head there that doesn't move that much and yeah. he might be able to knock it out. You know what you've got long? You've got a long list of <laughs> losing against rugby league players. Go this through the true. history. Rugby league players who are so used to collisions just beat AFL players. We just keep beating you. We're going to beat you again. 
Question, serious question. Barry Hall, when he played, was he the best trainer in the team? What's the word? Was he the best trainer in the team? Because unless he was, he's zero chance against Gallon. If he wasn't the best, he was in he was in was the he? top five. He okay. was big, he was fit. I mean he's six foot six Barry Hall. Yeah. Like he was electric fast. He was for his size, he was brilliantly fast. So if you went on an army camp sort of thing. Oh, he'd be brilliant. He, he, he'd be in the top hand for Yes. Him. Okay, all right. The other thing is that he does have reach. He does have height. We know that. And on Gal. power. And then he's got power. I reckon Gal's got a fair bit of that. Gal yep. is in his 10th fight. Now, this is nine professional fights, 9-0, and oh, five knockouts. A couple of those, like, yep, a couple of set up, we get that, but a couple of them were actually handy. So the thing is, Brownie, is... So 9-0, oh, and oh, who are these people he's fighting? Give, because I've got a mate, Kane Pettifer, who I played yeah. footy with. He's 3-0. and oh. And he, he fought this guy who he's 95 kilos, this guy. He was a bit out of shape. I reckon his skin folds were 195. So I want to see the type of guys that Paul Gallon's been well, fighting. I don't think it was a Quade Cooper episode. I don't think he's fought anything like Quade fought, if you remember on that. Yeah, uh, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> the card, the, they pulled the bike out of God knows where he fought. <laughs> yeah, so I don't it. think it's like that. Look, I think you'll find that 9 and 0 is better than none. And the other thing is, what, Barry been on the couch four years, five years? I know you're saying he's not on the couch. We get that. That was his terminology. He used he that. He did the jungle thing. He went into the jungle. Celebrity getting well, out of here. Yeah, that helps. Uh, he, didn't I, he come second? Or, did he, he didn't win it. But no. he, yeah. Didn't he go deep? Well, that uh, was Fev. He was in there for a while. Yeah. Fev, Fev, Fev was, uh, he went, he went deep. But, I mean, so you, you're, you're actually confident, Barry well, Hall. You, I, you I don't believe the hype. Look, I just, from what these guys and yeah. the, the guys around our office who come from Sydney or come from... Queensland think that this is going to be a lay down Mazzare. This is Paul Gallon's fight. I, I agree that Barry will be easy to knock out. I think Paul Gallon would be very, very hard to knock out, mm. but still only takes one punch. And Barry yeah. was a Golden Gloves when he was younger. So I don't think it's the lay down Mazzare that everybody's saying. Okay. What about you? Now, you've spent time with Gallon. Yeah, yeah. We've seen in, in some of the videos, I think you've entered into the camp a little bit. You've seen some of the training. I mean, should, you reckon it's the better of the century? Yeah, I do. I, I, I honestly do. I, I can't see him being beaten. You think about in rugby league, and this is not a who's a better sport, a better athlete. I believe the AFL players are fitter. But rugby league players have so many collisions. We're so used to the collisions, the heavy collisions. And there's probably a player such as Gallon who's no more player in history has had more collisions than him. Mm. He's the ultimate warrior when it comes to rugby league. I've known Gal for many years now. And one thing I've learned only in the past six weeks, I genuinely believe that he doesn't have the element of doubt. Most of us wake up yeah. and there's things we doubt about. I don't believe he has the gene which is doubt. I, I believe, <laughs> and you see that in him, he just believes in victory. He just, yep. there is not a part of him, I've seen him, my hair's standing up thinking about this, that he does not believe he can get beaten. Look at these like I, this I, is, He's got goosebumps yeah, at the moment. He has. Yeah, this I, is extraordinary. I've ne- I haven't he's met too many people like now. that. James Maloney in rugby league, he, he's a player who would kick goals from the sideline, who, who is devoid of that element of doubt. And, mm. and Paul Gallen does not have an element of doubt. That's gone. Now, well, let me, yeah. Very close to Paul, obviously. Um, I know Barry. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen Barry for a long time, though. Yep. The last right. time I yep. saw him fine. was an ill-fated incident yep. where um, you probably it, didn't, it didn't, <laughs> didn't turn out that well for Barry. But he has... He's copped it a little bit since then, yeah. um, and I reckon I'm a, I'm a big believer. You know, you, you do the crime, you do the time, but at some point you got to welcome him back in. Um, he hasn't uh, been in the media for a while, and I, I think this is his way to go. You know, I was a wonderful, uh, 
AFL player. He was a yep. captain. He was a premiership player. Um, and I think it's time to give Barry Hall the respect back. Fine, and that's fine, but you earn respect. You don't just get it, Nathan. And I'll ask you this question around that, and it's very, very simple. And on the footy field, definitely did all that. and was fantastic, but <laughs> other actions. Here's my, here's my theory. Now, I'm, I'm AFL camp unashamedly, but I'm actually in the gun camp for this fight. So I'm, I'm different to most because I just, I, I'm with Sugar. I don't see how Barry wins. Here's my thinking. Barry Hall, um, we know the Staker incident. We don't need to go into it. Just out of nowhere. Uh, the Scotty Thompson incident. Just heckle. This is a guy that wasn't necessarily known for tough, tough footy, but had. Well, Scotty stops. Thompson kept pinching. That's him. my point, though. Yeah. This is it, and what you reckon? He's got you, a temper. That's exactly right. Now, in a boxing ring, the worst you don't just want to unleash in an undisciplined manner, right? You don't just want to snap in an undisciplined manner. You have to have discipline in the boxing mm-hmm. ring because you'll just tire yourself out. And Gal's good enough; you'll just be able to wear it. And then it'll be like we, we spoke. I said Ali earlier, Ali Foreman, where Ali was happy to stay on the ropes for round after round after round. Warm. Foreman ties himself mm. out, up and comes in. Rocky Balboa type stuff. Yeah, real, real. Life. Yeah, I love how you go to a <laughs> fictional character. Um, but Brownie, even in the press conference, a couple of jabs to him. Yep, you know what? There's some people there doing a few bits and pieces. We might have known and a couple that, of them. And before we go, what was and he cracked Rocky? it. Hey, Rocky Four, the best one. Uh, I really like Rocky Three too with B.A. Yeah. Barakas. Yeah, yeah where, where are you going there? I, I, I'm, I'm Rocky One original fan, but Barry Brackers was huge. Now, the thing where Barry blew up at the... Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, but he snapped. And it was just like, that's not much. These are just some people in the audience. I'd like to nothing. point out that those people were sports bet people. No, no, not, not all questions. of them were. There's <laughs> no... I'll tell, you right, I'll tell you right and now. Who we, do they think of when they think of sports bet? The brand ambassador. I didn't ask any stupid questions. Now, and, and I'll tell you what, Nathan, we didn't ask the Brent Staker question. I can assure you that. There's no way we would have brought that up, so... That seemed uh, interesting. Interesting that came up. It was a plant. Poor old Scotty Thompson. I thought he was going to die that day out in the footy field when he kept pinching Barry, <laughs> and all of us just poked the bear, poked the bear. All of a sudden, Barry had, had enough. Got him in a headlock to the ground, and he had to have about eight people pulling him off. And you could see Scotty Thompson. He was starting to go very red. And uh, yeah. I've spoken to Scotty Thompson since that about that on radio, and he genuinely feared for his life that day. Yeah. I, you know what, and I, I'm very, very pro-Gal. That's been very, very clear by yep. now. But credit to both of these blokes. Yep. Like, imagine getting in the ring with either of these blokes. Huge, isn't it? It is, it is. And look, we do wish them all the best. It'll be great. We're heavily involved in this fight. We can't wait to to get around it on our socials. Obviously, we're going to cover There's going to be plenty to, to keep up to on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Obviously, you can watch it on main event. It, yep. it, it's going to be huge. So definitely get around it because I see this building... Something for the future. Now, we've seen co-war in the future between these. We saw, we've seen some interesting ones, haven't we? Warwick Kappa. Did he go to the ring, did he? He went to the ring. Who, and who I, did he run second to? I reckon oh. he fought Wendell Saver. Oh, did he? Did, <laughs> did, he, did he? he come second? And Yeah, he would have. Uh, I reckon that... Uh, Mark Jackson's done one Mark as well. Mark Jackson fought Who did he run second Geyer. to? Oh, Smashed. Yeah, Matty Geyer. Uh, uh, Mark Geyer. Right? Mark Geyer. Yeah, Matty Geyer. He probably would have beaten Matty no, Geyer, I reckon. Close. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who else went to the ring? Um, and then, I mean, we, we've, we've had Mon- a couple. Mon- Mel Meninga. Mel beat Mon- Monkers. Uh, uh, Damien Monkhurst. Damien Monkhurst. Who do you reckon would be a good matchup for me in the rugby league world? If I was going to go into a rugby league fight. Mel? Yeah. The, the little South City mascot, I reckon, um, would give you the little <laughs> rabbit <laughs> All right. Well, that brings me to this, guys. Let, let's do this. Let's look after the future of Cobol here. Let, let's make sure that this is the first of a new launch. Let's get involved in it. Code War 2. Code War 2, 3, 4. Give me your future ones. Are they light, middle, heavyweights? Who are they? Give me your, your future Code War nominations for AFL and NRL. Well, not only was he 
probably the best player that's ever played the game. But um, stories of Wayne Carey are legendary, the way he can fight. The way he can fight and how he handles himself are legendary. So uh, as a heavyweight, I'm going to nominate Wayne Carey. How old's Wayne these days? Uh, He would be 45, 46, probably 47. We might throw Chief Harrigan at him. Oh, that'd be huge. The Chief. Let me throw one at you of more current times, a current player. Yeah. Now, this bloke's about 90 kilos. You'd know him as a Melbournean superstar, great uh, quality athlete. In fact, his grandfather was a superstar boxer, Josh Adokar. Yes. Josh Adokar, bang. Mm. Who's a good matchup? If you're promoting that fight, Josh Adokar, the fox, who's he fighting? About 90 kilos, I reckon, Josh. 90 kilos. Right now, I reckon the... Push-up King's about 88 kilos. So Is he really? Jake King. I think he played at about 84. He uh, He's put a fair amount of size around his neck. Can't move around that often. I don't know what he's been up to, but he's doing a lot of weights at the moment. So he can box. I've seen Jake King box. A lot of people think there's a lot of bravado around Jake King because he hangs out with the bikies yeah, and yeah, yeah. all these guys, but he can genuinely fight. So uh, I'd love, love to it. see push-up go in the ring. I love him. I love that Jake King can fight. Who else have we got, boys? You got any others for us, Brownie? Uh, I played with a guy called Andrew Cracker. Now uh, You guys had a lot of boxes, didn't you? Yeah. You we, guys genuinely We did had. a lot of boxing. Yeah. And Andy Cracker, he was only – he would have weighed 74, 75 kilos, yeah. but he just lightning. Absolutely lightning. Uh, I mean, you'd, he'd put two on you before you even realise you're being hit. And I, I don't know whether he'd knock you out, but he'd certainly win on points every time. He was absolutely lightning with his hands. How old's Andy Cracker? Andy Cracker right now would be 36 or 37, Okay. All right, who would we throw at him? How, how much does he weigh? Uh, he'd be, oh, geez, he's blown out a bit now. Yeah, but um, let's, let's, but let's say he's playing to play days, for 80. 78, 80. 78, 80, lightweight, lightweight. Oh, geez. We'll need some nominations. Feel free to kick us some yeah, nominations. Yeah, Alfie, take Langer. On Alfie Langer. Alfie Langer. Alfie. <laughs> yeah, bring <laughs> Alfie <laughs> a Bit of fitness work to go there. But do you know what's funny? At, at Richmond, I was talking to uh, another former Tiger, Adam Patterson, that walks around the sports bet halls here. And he was saying when they used to, when he landed at Tigerland, what they do is that the new players that come in, they line six of them up with six of the more experienced sparrers. Yes. And then mm. they would have to choose. And he goes, he goes, it was Rick. He chose Richo and he goes, massive mistake. Richo was actually really good. He goes, but the blokes that chose like um, uh, Cracker and Tuck, mm. uh, Shane Tuck, who, who, who attempted fighting himself, they because they, they didn't think, okay, you we're going a little bit smaller, apparently just was so quick and just absolutely raw. Yeah. Because it's massive in AFL. Is it the same in NRL where the boxing is a huge part of your training? Yeah, it is a big big part of it. I was bloody hopeless at it. But um, it is, yeah, absolutely is. All right, beautiful. All right, guys, so we're getting... What's the best punch you can remember in an NRL game? Like, obviously, we've got the Barry Hall one uh, with with Staker. But in AFL, probably didn't hurt him as much, but we had a guy by the name of... um, Hayden Ballantyne, who was yep. just an absolute pest, tagger pest, always <laughs> in the face of you. And then he was having a go at Matty Scarlett from Geelong once. It was over at Subiaco, over in Perth. It's a home game for Fremantle. Matty Scarlett just had enough, just went crack, crack. whacked him, dropped him. wasn't the biggest punch in the world, but I thought it was one of the funniest I've ever seen. <laughs> I really loved it. Big Gordy Tallis, the raging bull. There was all this hype on this youngster who turned out to be a very good, good player, Ben Ross. Yeah. And young bull versus old bull, and Gordy's just gone whack. Bang, young bull falls to the floor. Definitely Gordy. Mm. Yeah, Gordon Tallis is... Uh, I, I used to just love watching State of Origin for him. Jesus, just to see what he's he was going to do next. Fight no, no, well, that's what we said. When we were, we were looking at matchups, it's like you, you just couldn't find a, 
AFL person to match up against them. Gordy, no. You literally couldn't. And when you're getting to that level of size, you just can't, right? Because AFL players are not the, they're just not the same size. We but, know but, that. But, but again, and I was sort of half joking about this, but rugby league players, when they're running and they're getting whacked, whacked, whacked so many times, they've absorbed, they've just absorbed. Hard to knock collisions. them out. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I, right. I, I do think the players, if you're not as confident as I am for Gallon, you take Hall in rounds one or two. Hall's got a fluke one early, mm. knock him out. That, that to me, is the only way That's he his wins. option. If you're yeah. asking for two-minute rounds, you, your fitness clearly wouldn't be there. Yeah. So there's no way you're going to take hits from Paul Gallon for six rounds of that. I, I, I completely agree. All right, gentlemen. So uh, looking at this now, as we said, we're going to cover this across our social channels. You can watch it on main event. A last word, guys, to uh, Barry Hall, to uh, Paul Gallon. Look, I'm hopeful for Barry Hall. Makes a very good case. Um, the two-minute rounds worry me that he's asking for two-minute rounds. So, look, I'm going to tip Barry. Uh, I've got to stay with the AFL, but uh, I've got real concern <laughs> that the, the, uh, the $1.65 might be good money. So you'll be taking KO, I assume, then? No, uh, early. has yeah. to be round one for Great. Barry. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have um, Gal at the $1.65 into a zero in the Sandown Cup. Oh, there you yeah, go. A little oh. multi. There's a little way to get some value. I you do like zero. the zero. Yeah. 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 So what are you getting there? You're about beautiful. five or six bucks there. I think that's great value. Wake up Saturday morning, brimming to go. I do say credit to, to Barry, but I will say this to Barry, that, that you know when young kids, they grow up and they wear the Superman undies? Well, Superman is wearing Paul Gallon undies these days. That's how mm. tough Paul Gallon is. He doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. He's a machine. He's unbeatable. He'll win this fight. Uh, $1.65 to me is free money. I say gamble responsibly. That's bloody gambling responsibly. Uh, but well and, done to Barry for taking him on. And yeah. one more honourable mention yep. before we go. Uh, to Big Satantaro Halpin. Uh, he was a Carlton <laughs> player once and in a practice game out at Princess Park. Uh, pre-season was about February. He was up against a guy called Cameron Cloak. I and, remember it. Uh, so it was out on the outer wing. Perfect vision of it. Um, and they were filming at this stage, just the normal practice match. They had a scuffle for the ball. The ball went back down the other end. Big Satantra help. And the, it was an Irish import has just cracked him across the face. <laughs> so he was already on his knees yeah. and dropped him to the ground and then hadn't had enough and then just kicked him up the back of the coit like that. So his legs were spread like that and then just the boot right up his arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the worst thing you'd want to see on a footy What a way to finish, Brady. Can, can I leave you with an honourable yeah, mention as well? Please do. Keithy Holman back in the day, right? Uh, actually, no, it was Ned Kelly. Ned, it was Noel Kelly. Noel Kelly, a test match, right, at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And what had happened was, within two minutes, bang, he was known for being a great fighter, right? Noel Kelly, Ned Kelly, Hall of Fame player. He knocked out this Englishman. He got sin bin. They got sent off. Sent off, right, after two minutes in the game. Now, this thief thought it'd be a great idea. As soon as all the players took the field, that would be a great time to rob the sheds. Because everyone's watching the game. Unbeknownst to him, Noel Kelly had been sin bin two minutes into the game, comes back in, Ned's second fight, cleans the thief up, gone. <laughs> the well, great Ned Kelly. There you go. It seems like a great place to leave it. Good luck uh, to Barry. Good luck to Paul. Uh, hopefully it's a great fight and a good undercard. Thank you. Nathan Brown, Joel Kane, two Brown. of the best. Yes. Cobors, hopefully this is the first of many. And if you're having a pun on it, please make sure you do gamble responsibly. That means back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>